Hi, my name's Tori and I wish I knew more about blood products. Hi, my name's Letitia. I wish I knew more about taking care of myself when starting shift work. Hi, my name is Lydia. I wish I would know more about how to work as in a team and solve conflict. Hello, welcome to Five Things, the nursing podcast from the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital. My name is Liz Crow. I'm Jesse Spur, and this is a podcast by, for, and with the amazing nurses and health professionals in our corner of the world. We hope to connect with a global community as we move from surviving to thriving. Welcome to Five Things. I'm Liz Crow. And I'm Jesse Spur. And today we are very pleased to have Christy Jackman, who is the Director of Administration Services uh, with us. And I've got to say, if I was a listener, I'd be like, why have we got the Director of Administration Services speaking on a nursing podcast? But you are, in fact, a nurse. I am, Liz and Jesse. Yes, <laughs> I am. So, will we just kick off straight away about what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, even that little intro bit gets pretty much into the nugget of, did you actually think that you would be the Director of Administration Services when you came out as a nursing new graduate? Absolutely not. Um, I think I always knew um, that I wanted to work at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital, but certainly um, not where my career has ended. I think I thought I would... um, sort of, I suppose, work through the ranks um, and become a manager maybe in nursing, which I certainly have done, but my career has taken um, a different path, which I'm totally enjoying. Yeah, I think the five things for this are a little bit less kind of clinical in terms of education, but more in terms of thinking about how we can craft a career path that kind of, we, we grow into the roles that we inhabit at the right points that sort of present themselves during our career, which is kind of a lot of the accidental stumblings that can often lead to a really fulfilment through your career. Yeah, so I suppose maybe um, I'd probably like to give everyone a bit of a background as to maybe what my roles have been in the past. Um, So I certainly started as an um, assistant in nursing and I think for me that was very important because I was able to concentrate on those real basics like communicating, looking after patients, you know, showering them. So when it came to actually being a registered new grad um, nurse, I was able to concentrate on the things that um, would, would were harder on you know cognitively like medications and infusions are things that you really worry about when you first um, graduate. Um, I then obviously started as a registered nurse in surgery here at the Royal Brisbane, and then moved into the critical care stream working in emergency. Um, I then got the, a great opportunity to work as um, going into simulation education. Um, So I got to travel internationally and um, really importantly, which I still hold very um, dear to my heart, rural education um, for both um, medicine and nursing across um, Queensland. So that was a great opportunity. I then moved into assistant nursing director roles. Um, I have a keen interest in digital health. And so I was lured to roles there. And then I've taken the role as the director of administration, looking, I suppose, at that more... Um, operational executive style roles and that was a great opportunity to to come back to the Royal Brisbane and to be part of the executive team. Awesome. So uh, in this case, our five things, I I guess, are about the places you go is the working title of the the episode. 
given that so many of these things are somewhat organic transitions that happen during your career. So certainly the message at the front is where you start won't necessarily be where you end up. That's true. Yep. Number one, um, my advice there would to be, be brave. Um, take every opportunity that is offered to you, even if you think, and I've got this in spades, I'm not, I can't do this and you'll be having self-doubt, but I think you have to back yourself. Um, and I think, yes, just um, like I said, I was given advice once around just holding your nose and jumping in um, and that has worked well for me so far. So yes, just be brave and, and really take any opportunity that comes your way. Can I, can I lead in from that? So I guess lots of people talk about this thing called imposter syndrome and I remember being a new graduate social worker and crying a lot and just being so overwhelmed by everything that was happening. Um, when you say just jump in, like did you suffer from imposter syndrome? Um, yeah, like absolutely. I think lots of um, – lots of self-doubt, you know, and it's, it's okay to, you know, you know, I hope this is okay to say on the podcast, but to, you know, suck at something new, but it's, it's actually all right. So you can start and go, oh, actually, I'm not nailing this, but also being reflective in your practice to look at where you need to change. Like I do still look back now and think, how have I gotten where I am? Um, and I still quite don't understand that. But all I would say is that when the opportunities were afforded to me, or I was asked to do something that was certain certainly outside of not what I thought I would do, I've been surprised at how many doors that has opened. So, Absolutely. Right. And I think we are flag bearers, Liz and I, for the saying yes and then figuring out how to do it after you've said yes or yeah, even absolutely. applying for it. I think that's the other thing in being brave and it's not just necessarily going oh, when the opportunity presents itself but going I'm not going to let myself doubt or my perspective on what I think other people's perceptions of me going for this opportunity too early in inverted commas might carry and really starting to go, well, what power am I giving the detractors in my own head and I'm giving them more power than they probably have in real life. So that bravery is sort of getting you out of your own way a little bit as well. Yeah, so you've got down here number two, have a curious mindset about work and life. Can you tell us, you know, how having a curious mindset has led to all these different opportunities? Yeah, look, I suppose, look, I'd like to start off with sharing, and I'm happy to share with you that at university, um, so I'm not a real academic. I was I was an average student at university, but I'm a practical learner and I know that about myself. So I think knowing about how you learn is important, especially when you're, you know, honing your craft and you're new to, um, you know, a role. So um when I started as a registered nurse, of course, when you're at university, you had to study um, a lot of, um, you know, disease processes or conditions. And I, for the life of me, just don't have one of those memories that just remember those things. And so uh, um, that that part for me just never came easy. What I did try to do then was when I started working and a patient would say, if I asked them about a medical, their medical history, they might tell me they had a certain disease or condition. I'd really use the patient as part of the team. I would really, um, I'd ask them, you know, not, it's a way, again, you deliver that question where I would ask them, 
you know, could you tell me a little bit about the symptoms that you might get with that disease? Do you have to take any, um, you know, tablets for this condition? So I was gaining information from the patient and making them feel part of it. I would then, um, you know, go back either that afternoon and I'd read in a book a little bit about it. And I say, yes, a book. I, I, for me, I wasn't, you know, online wasn't really a thing when I was a graduate nurse. So I did look in a book. And for me, that that helped cement the um, the patient was my reminder. That point really contextualising the knowledge to the patient's lived experience. I, like that, that is a beautiful byproduct of that approach of using the patient as an anchor and a source of the knowledge. You're learning about the diseases, the lived experience, which actually gives you an insight into it far beyond what you can get from just reading the pathophysiology of it too. Yeah, and I, I think it's a way, it's about the way you approach it. So obviously, you know, you, you're wanting to come across a professional, you're wanting to give the patient confidence that you know how to look after them. So, you know, if I think if I had said, oh, I've never heard of that before, I, you know, like, like they immediately the patient, you know, might have thought, are you sure you're, a, you know, are you sure you're a nurse? You sure you can look after me? But I think the way you frame and get that information is always important. And I think that that works across. It's not only about you know, forward facing, facing care. It's also about how you utilise that when you're maybe working with a group of people to come up with a, you know, change in process or we're looking at a change of model of care. I love your number three, um, which is understand your value as a nurse. And I often am in despair when I hear people say, I'm just a nurse, because that is such a broad range of what you could be doing. Can you talk us through what that means for you? Yeah, sure. Look, I look. I think, like I said before, I love being a nurse. I mean, even as far as like helping people, one of my favourite things now is um, even if I, I step outside and I find somebody lost, I love helping them find their way. Sometimes I will actually walk them to an area um, and that just, that, that just gives you a little bit of a buzz and that's just, you know, me. I love looking after the patients to be able to help somebody through potentially, you know, like we used to, like you say, an emergency, no one wakes up thinking they're going to land in the emergency department in the morning. And so to be able to help somebody in that time of need, whether it is truly a severe emergency or what, forever, whatever reason the person has come, it's an emergency to them. And I think we need to take, always remember that when we're thinking about the people that come where we would think, oh goodness, why, you know, this isn't really an emergency. Why are you here? It might be for some people that it is, it is an emergency for them. So having that, but I think there are some amazing translatable and transferable skills in nursing you know, communication is one, talking to, you know, talking to patients, talking to your other colleagues. Um, I think your ability to work in a team, critical thinking, conflict resolution, all of those things are so transferable to any, any role. Um, and so, you know, from an education perspective, project managing, um, I currently say in my role at the moment, I, I feel it's such a privilege to have a background in one area in healthcare, but to be actually looking after and leading another group of people in, in a hospital is really actually quite amazing. But I take all those skills that I've learned and having an understanding of how those other team members contribute. The relationships and the breadth of contacts that you have in in terms of health service delivery from admin staff to volunteers to the chaplains to the so to every allied health team member to the wardies to the stores people the the contact points as a nurse are, are probably if we mapped them 
touch the most other professional groups that work uh, and volunteer groups that work in a hospital system. And with that, if we're endeavouring to build the relationships with all of the people that we have touch points with, including the patients, um, we're going to have a much more rounded understanding of what healthcare service actually is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's there's things that we do do in the hospital as far as a nurse that is translatable to community. I suppose that does lead in a little bit, um, you know, to my, um, you know, my fourth uh, point about communication um, and relationships are really key um, to growing and expanding your career. Um, and like I've said, I've said definitely jump in um, and give things a go. But I would also, um, you know, say to people and I, are there any committees or working groups that you would really like to be a part of that you would like to, you know, go, you know, join and go into? And I think um, through my experiences, I I have got some interests. I've already said I've got a very keen interest in digital health and I do sit on um, a lot of national committees um, for um, digital healthcare and will always keep um, that interest. And so I think as well, where are those other things that we can also contribute to um, as far as healthcare professionals? And you, again, you never know what doors they open when you, you know, um, go into those roles. So. I think that's a strength in nursing and that adds a lot of that adaptability is the ability to build relationships means that we can work with the rules but also adapt when the rules don't fit the situation. So, Yeah, and I think, look, like networks are important. I mean, even I mean, working in the Royal Brisbane Women's Hospital, it's a big hospital. Um, we have a lot of staff here but also it's, uh, it's about having contacts in other facilities. Um, it's also about having contacts in other hospitals and health services. I mean, there are amazing things that people are doing. Can I ask a question in relation to that? So I've, I've been out in under five years as a nurse and, you know, do I stay at the Royal Brisbane? There's lots of opportunity or do you think there's real, um, it's, it's important to look outside of this hospital and, and go and work somewhere else or work in the community and see what that's about so then you can bring that knowledge back or do you think you should really just try and stay in one facility? Look, I, I think for me, um, I had the opportunity through the simulation education world to travel rurally um, and, and also through um, as an emergency nurse, I did get to do retrieval medicine. So I got to go to, um, you know, to pick up patients um, and to help them out and retrieve patients back to um, Brisbane. So I, I have got to see not although working in um, a particular hospital in other areas, I have got to see um, how they operate. Um, and I think that is like that was has been an invaluable experience because I think you, we can quickly, um, when we sit in a very large uh, facility, uh, forget that we live in a big state. <laughs> Um, and the resources and what's available to people in smaller facilities and then rural hospitals is just very different. And so I think having that knowledge um, and the information has always helped me be a real advocate for um, that sort of, I suppose, rural or smaller facilities. There is some benefit though um, in, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, say, even though I'm a critical care backgrounded nurse, I did take the opportunity to work in the trauma service here at the Royal Brisbane, which incorporated an element of ward nursing. So it was going back onto the wards. And so again, stepping into different roles that give you 
different experiences. I when when asked, I stepped into the injury prevention program that we run here. Again, you know, it's it's not as clinical forward facing, but it again gave me a different skill set and an understanding of the role. So I think it's about um, I think where what I would say is that say you know yes to opportunities where you're getting different putting different feathers in your cap um, where you can do many roles across either a facility. Um, At the moment, um, I'm really encouraging people within the administration stream to take different roles across different service lines. So I think that's really important because they're going to meet different managers, they're going to meet different people. And that's what, from a nursing perspective, that's what you'll do. You'll gain different experiences, you'll get exposed to different ways of um, managing and leading, and then that's where you can start to um, hone your craft if that's where you want to go as a, as a, as a sort of more senior nurse. And I, I think that's a really good way to sort of circle up on that question was remembering that if you are working in Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital, that it is a bigger service than many other whole hospital and health service boards are. So you can find that diversity and role, but maintain the social connections and capital by staying in the same place. So when motivation wanes though, so we're going to move to your, your fifth point, which it invariably does for different reasons at different points in our career. How, what's been a lesson for you to stay connected and keep moving forward in the absence of just that intrinsic or extrinsic reward from your job. I think you're right, um, Jesse. I think, yes, staying motivated. I really think keeping the patient at the centres, you know, super important. But I would say that every opportunity um, that you get offered, even if you do it, even if you don't like it, it's still learning. You know, knowing that you actually, I, I really didn't like Medi- like you know, I really didn't like working on a medical ward. It's not for me. I'm much more surgical or emergency orientated. It's fine, but there's still I, I like to think about every opportunity is a learning opportunity. And even if it's the role hasn't been for you, it is still um, I think really important to you know put yourself out there and take that reflective um, piece back and think, okay, I did that role, but. That, that's not for me. So it sort of helps shape what you look for in the future. So I would definitely say, um, you know, you will learn new skills, you will learn new contacts, even if the role is not for you. I think importantly for me, um, I, I, I think finding a mentor is super important. You can always have somebody from a nursing background or your same stream that you're going to be able to go to and bounce ideas off. But what I would really encourage is to have somebody potentially from a different stream, whether it's background, allied health, admin, whatever it may be for you. Um, But what I would have to say is those people have to be inspirational. And so trying to find, actually, I really like the way that they, you know, they approach that, you know, challenge or that issue. I really like the way they dealt with that. And I think using them as a sounding board and, and using them as a guide to, you know, where your career might go is really important. Picking up on the inspirational, but also linking that back to your number five point, which was the patient being at the centre of things, yeah. I think is where the inspiration comes as a kind of united touch point for all of healthcare. And the points I think when I've been the most lost and demotivated in my career have been when it's been very hard to find a space in your job that that's a shared 
clear value in, in the team. Yeah, and I always like to think and say that to people. If you're ever having a challenging conversation with somebody else and you're trying to get the be the patient advocate or you're trying to get the right the, the right pathway for the patient, I often find trying to just bring people back to that. Imagine if this was your yourself, your loved one, you know, your mother, your sister, your brother, whoever it is lying in the bed there. Imagine if that was them. What would you want for them? And I find that's actually sometimes a very grounding um, way to approach when you're trying to be assertive in a conversation and dr- and driving that um, for the patient. So, yeah. I think... I think you've done a wonderful summary there. So I'm going to try and bring that all together now. So we we kind of modelled this on the Dr Seuss book, which you said you loved. You've certainly had this broad range of career opportunities, but your top five things to remember about, you know, having this amazing nursing career is one, be brave and take every opportunity that comes your way. Two, have a curious mindset about work and life. Three, understand your value as a nurse. And, it, and I think that was also your the breadth of skills that you've developed along the way. Four was that communication and relationships are key to growing and expanding your career and having networks. And number five, you know, stay motivated by keeping the patient or I guess the common goal in mind at all times. Thank you, Christy. Thank you. The Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital Five Things Nursing Podcast acknowledges the Turrbal and Yagara as the First Nations owners of the lands we now tread. We pay respect to their elders, laws, customs and creation spirits. We recognise that these lands have always been places of healing, teaching and learning. We also wish to acknowledge the First Nations people of the lands of our global community and encourage our listeners to seek out, listen, and learn from the knowledge held in your shared space. As well as all major podcast outlets, you can find us at fivethingsnursing.podbean.com. Please also subscribe and give us a rating on your listening platform of choice. This helps others find the podcast. And finally, if you'd like to connect with Liz or myself on Twitter, we can be found at Liz Crow 2 and for me it's inject underscore orange we would absolutely love to hear your thoughts ideas or feedback thanks for listening to five things 